Live to tape. Welcome to Millennial Season 2, Episode 34. I'm Andrew. I'm Melissa. I'm Laura. And I'm Matt. What, what did you say, Elisa? I thought you said, what? you sounded like you, you said your name was Melissa. My name is Melissa. Melissa? I no, hear, you're hearing things, dude. You're on fucking acid. I hear Elisa's <laughs> thur every time Laura brought up that. Elisa says there, thur. No, I don't. Oh, you, you thur and do. So I was in, on the show last week, but I was getting these weird tweets from people. Can you guys explain what was going on? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, um, I think that you have to actually listen to the episode, Andrew. We can't tell you. Uh, it's a secret pact. Sharkbait yeah. tweeted me, hashtag a hole is a hole. And so did PsychoCorp17. A hole is a hole. <laughs> PsychoCorp17. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Well, that has a whole new meaning now. Yeah. How much you do? <laughs> how much money did they yeah. offer? Did they text you any dollar signs? Anything? No, no. Laura, Laura, uh, not this Laura, but a different Laura said the same thing. And then Karina said, "Anyway, Sims, a hole is a hole for a handful of goldfish and a hug." Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's amazing. So. That uh, don't well, worry about it, Andrew. We'll tell you later. Okay. Yeah, kind of outed you. No, we outed you. We told everybody what you said about mm-hmm. holes being holes, and you know, potato, potato. Yeah, it doesn't holes. matter. You know, a you hole's still a get hole, it. unless it's on a woman. I don't want any part of that. But on a man you... or an animal, fine. <laughs> 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 what if it's a female animal? Uh, oh, mm, I'm oh. gonna have to think about that. I mean, because female animals don't really look female. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> some no, they look like animals, Andrew. Like animals. Wow. <laughs> they look like fucking animals. <laughs> so, uh, happy birthday, Matt, and happy 9 11 to everybody. Oh, thank you, guys. How was your birthday? It was great. I mean, it was pretty lackluster, actually. I just had like a few friends and we went out for brunch. I'm actually going next week to uh, Napa for a week, so that's going to be my birthday. Oh, cool! But yeah, as hmm? somebody who was yeah. born on on nine eleven, do you, yes. you get a lot of dirty looks from people if you're out partying on nine eleven? <laughs> no, no more than usual. Like but... if you're out drinking, you're like, "Oh, today's my day, bitches." And they're like, <laughs> "Yeah." Um, <laughs> okay. This is I the mean, best day ever. <laughs> like I'm jumping up and down, screaming, "It's my day, my day, my day!" Bow down, bitches. No, they um, no, they're always just. I'm always getting evil looks. I don't. Sure. Yeah, my birthday's no different. I flew right. on 9/11, and that's the first time I've flown on 9/11 out of the New York area. So like, I was heading to the airport, and I could see the New York skyline. I was like, "Oh man, I don't know." <laughs> was everyone in the airport like popping Xanax? <laughs> yeah, it was just scattered all over the airport. <laughs> bottles I, yeah, everywhere. I to fly on 9/11. Yeah. So that. I flew into New York on 9/11 last year, and Andrew was texting me while I was on the plane, being like, "Do you know what day it is?" <laughs> forgot about that <laughs> you know i was i was actually more concerned about the the samsung galaxy notes exploding on my plane did you hear the government 
yeah. told people. Yeah. And then even uh, on my flight, they were like, if you use a Galaxy Note 7, please power it down. Because they discovered there's been 35 of these new phones from Samsung Samsung that have exploded and caught fire. And the yeah. issue so severe that the government has gotten involved and issued a travel advisory telling people to turn off the phones and keep them off. So yeah, I was it's so that- funny. Like, it's a widespread ban. Like, they have to turn them all off. It's a, They're recalling every phone. Yeah. It's really bad. <laughs> you have Did a you Galaxy S7. Uh, where it set the guy's car on fire? Yeah, I saw the photos. Yes. It's horrible. Is this the one at, at McDonald's? No, it was like no, some guy's Jeep. No, this is a different one. Oh, mm-hmm. fuck. It's just... That's crazy. That's, that's scary as fuck. So... Because, like, what happens if they can do that on purpose? Like, if some organization just, right? like, hacks, like, every iPhone mm-hmm. and they explode? Yeah, well, I don't think it's that easy to do, but... Yeah, it's it's they're dangerous. Mm-hmm. So this was the 15th anniversary of 9-11, and it is a sad day. I, I felt sad and seeing all this coverage of everybody remembering and paying tribute. And, but some businesses, you know how brands, they try to cash in on the on the holidays. Well, mm-hmm. brands also, even if a, even if a um, you know, there's an anniversary that's sad, they don't care. Like you go look at, say, McDonald's on Instagram and they have a p- picture of the Twin Towers. It's just... It's just very disingenuous. Well, one company took it too far. Miracle Mattress in Texas, when they um, released the following promotional video promoting a twin tower sale on 9-11. And here it is. What better way to remember 9-11 than with a twin tower sale? Right now, you can get any size mattress for a twin price. Full mattress. Twin price. Queen mattress. Twin price. King mattress. Twin price. Store-wide sale all day long. (laughs) So the woman in the video knocks over... Never forget. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The the woman in the video knocks over the two men behind her, and the two men knock over the two towers of twin towers. Of this mattresses. is just yeah. It's as a so whole, so fucking crass. Every Jesus single Christ. thought that came into this was just offensive and in bad taste. Yeah. Like even just the beginning, just the whole concept of having a nine eleven sale of any yeah. kind. Yeah, okay, it's just in like, bad taste. Like you don't how... see McDonald's. You don't ugh, like you don't see McDonald's having a sale on Pearl Harbor. Hmm. Okay, but like, how good are the mattresses though? Like, <laughs> is is it a good deal? Well, you well, get a fall. you get any size mattress for a twin price. So, I mean, that is a good deal. You can get a king mattress for a twin price. Yeah, so, except now this this shop is closed down indefinitely. Yeah, over this. Good. Yeah, good. Because apparently the owner of the store didn't know that this was being done, or at least he claims that he didn't know. Mm-hmm. So all of these employees are under review. Uh, one of them who seems to be related to him, actually, the woman in the video, I don't know if it's his wife or his daughter. Um, but yeah. It, <laughs> under like, review? In seriousness, why wouldn't you just fire these people immediately? They're, yeah, they I came they with jargon for they're going to be fired. But they came so close. Maybe they even already have just completely destroyed his business. I mean, they're closed down, right? So <laughs> yeah, for the I mean, time, at least yeah. for now, they're saying it's yeah, they're saying it's temporary. But it, who knows? It could be permanent. I w- I would have a hard time buying anything from those people unless it was a great deal. Yeah, yeah. that video has I'm, eight million views on YouTube. I mean, the quality of the of the commercial is just horrible. It looks That's like brilliant. it was done on like an iPhone four. It, it's a typical. 
local mattress store commercial. What really gets me, what's really the icing on the cake for all of this is the jo- the thing that she says at the end. We'll never forget. But yeah, never forget, serious. But with a smirk. Like, ah, ah, we'll never forget. Yeah, it's really bizarre. Anyway, just wanted to play that because people really are stupid. You know who's not stupid, though? Patreon. They've always gotten our back. They've always been very supportive of the creators who host content on their site. And they just announced an amazing new feature. So for those of you who support us at the 5 or 10 level, you are aware that we release After Dark and Hashing It Out every week. These are bonus installments of Millennial for you to get more Millennial. And you've always had to play these through the website or the app, which are both Mm -hmm. good to use, by the way. But now, as of Tuesday, they have announced an amazing new feature that lets you grab an RSS feed that you can add to iTunes or any other podcasting client that you use. And then you can listen, you can download, stream, listen to the bonus content just like you would the main Millennial show. This is available now. As soon as Patreon announcement announced it, we were like, oh my God, yes, 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 yes. Yes. So we turned yes. it on. All patrons were notified. And what you do is you just you grab the, your little custom link. This is a link made especially for you. You pop it into iTunes. Uh, if you need help, email us. We'll help you set it up because all the apps Andrew handle will. it differently. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll help you. <laughs> and then you'll have all the content easily. It's, it's really wonderful because it's never been easier to listen to our bonus content. And we've been doing a lot of fun stuff. And we want to make it easy for you all to listen. So if you haven't uh-huh. signed up yet, if you've been on the fence, please visit patreon.com slash millennial support us and you'll get our bonus content very easily. It's great. I have to say, too, sometimes I get a little pissed at us because our bonus content can be so much better than like the actual show. Mm. We'll do an after dark and I'll be like, fuck, that was really good. Yeah. Why can't we, put, why can't we do that <laughs> on the main show? Yeah. It's, it's always been kind of a something you have to you kind of like, oh, that's a bummer. And we've always promoted the Patreon app because it is really good, and you can use it on your Android or iPhone. But now this is yeah. available, and it shows that Patreon is really wanting to help podcasters. They made this especially mm-hmm. for podcasters, so mm-hmm. thank you, Patreon, for hooking us up. Yeah, we've I only like been it. asking for two years. Um, <laughs> Ooh, someone's better, salty. Be- better yeah. late than never. Mm-hmm. It's just better not having to switch apps, especially when you're yeah. listening to the same show. You could just stay on the same itunes app right or like if you're driving and trying to listen to something on patreon it's a pain in the ass yeah it is because it has to download everything too at first right speaking so of this will auto bonus, speaking yeah. of bonus content uh i think on i think we did that big episode of that reunion episode of Mugglecast, and at some point somehow it came up that i had a story to tell related to butt plugs <laughs> how this came up on Mugglecast, i don't quite recall but it did and i'm finally, so glad we're gonna we're gonna tell that story on After Dark today, so I'm terrified. I'm so terrified. So brace your buttholes. Because I don't I'm know intrigued. the story. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's move on now to Dumpster Fire 2016. And since I don't have the YouTube link to the John Williams music, I'll just sing it. Wow. <laughs> 
I want to. I want to hear that song from your perspective because I don't know. <laughs> All he, he's just shouting. <laughs> that was. <laughs> you know, I I uh, I saw John Williams at the Hollywood Bowl last week, and I heard somebody yell, "Play the Millennial Dumpster Fire 2016 song." I was like, "Wow, Millennial's really a hit." He didn't play so it. So not but. five people. <laughs> it was Four Andrew who shouted it. It may have been me. I was a little tipsy. Like, it's quite possible. Anyway, we're going to be talking about Hillary mainly this week. She's fucking right. up left and right. God damn it. <laughs> had a rough week. She did. What happened first, Laura? Um. So a couple nights ago, she referred to half of Trump supporters as quote, a basket full of deplorables, which I thought was fucking awesome and fairly accurate given the fact that Trump has sort of mainstreamed a hate movement. Um, but then she apologized for it less than 24 hours later. She, womp womp. she apologized for the half part. She she meant to say that 100% of them are deplorable. <laughs> <laughs> so I... I, I I like that she said this as well. I think we're getting honest here. We're getting real. And I like that. We've been saying that on this show that a lot of these people are really horrible people. Um, I think it was right to apologize for half because half is probably a little too. I, I, she said the other half, she sympathizes with them. This is, yeah. this is the situation they're in. This is the candidate that's been selected. Fine. I would say maybe in all seriousness, I would. Probably describe like 25 to 30 percent of his supporters as deplorable. And of course, mm-hmm. Trump has been riding on this. He he hasn't been taking the half part or that she apologized for the half part. Him and uh, Pence and others have been saying that she she's basically saying all of them are deplorable. And there's a lot of comparisons are being made to Mitt Romney's 47 percent remarks where he said that 47 percent of people in this country will vote for obama because they're dependent on the government i don't i when when she first said this my immediate reaction was that this was kind of like a kind of like that but it's not it is very different no i mean the difference here is that romney said that behind closed doors yes it was secret yeah and leaked. he just happened to get caught saying it she went out in a full press conference <laughs> right. and said that shit hillary <laughs> don't give a fuck <laughs> I was really surprised, to be honest with you. When I first heard about it, I was like, wow, is that? I don't know if that's a real smart thing to say. It's not even necessarily, first of all, I do agree with Andrew. I think that many Trump supporters are pretty fucking deplorable. I'm not sure it's 50%, but whatever the percentage is, that's that's sort of a splitting hairs kind of argument. We can all agree that there is a significant percentage of Trump supporters who are deplorable. And I. that being said... It is really bad politics to go after voters. doesn't matter who they are. They're Americans. They're voters. You don't do that, politically speaking. Yeah. You don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you always – I mean, it's really like campaigning 101. You go after the principal. You go after your opponent, the opponent's campaign. Anybody who is a spokesperson for, for your opponent is also fair game. But the voters, ah, that was, that was stupid. Mm-hmm. That was dumb. Was just a moment of honesty from from hillary clinton that we normally don't get well that's that's what the 
what's so funny about is everyone is, is accuses her of being so dishonest. That's sort of like the albatross around her neck. She comes out and actually says what she actually fucking thinks for once. And that doesn't work either. I yeah. Mean, I get I get why it doesn't work. Like I said, it was stupid, but you know, you can't win for losing sometimes. I guess my question is, didn't they expect this kind of reaction from the Trump campaign? That that he would say, he she's calling all of my supporters who are hardworking Americans deplorable people. How dare she? Like she should have seen this backlash coming, I feel. I totally agree, which is why I'm curious if this was pre-written, if this was scripted, or if she just, you know, went rogue. I can't, I'm not sure. I don't know. I get the impression that she went rogue. Yeah. I mean, as much as I enjoyed what she said, I could not imagine any campaign in their right mind scripting something like that. Yeah. Let alone writing the words basketful, basketful of deplorables. Yeah, who has baskets anymore? Yeah, seriously. We all have Trader Joe's reusable bags. Gosh. Yes. <sighs> Anything else to say about that? Let's move on to the next one. Yes. Hillary. Overheating Hillary, as I like to call her now. And Lying Trump down Hillary. <laughs> God so, damn it. So on Saturday, Hillary was at a 9-11 event paying respects to the existence of Matt. And Mm -hmm. she started feeling a little overheated, and she left the event after being there for about 90 minutes. Then there was a mystery. Where did she go? Because the the press corps wasn't invited to go with her. And then the campaign released a statement saying that Hillary felt overheated. She's resting at Chelsea Clinton's apartment nearby. And then this video comes out. Somebody was nearby on uh, Twitter. Somebody was nearby and captured Hillary attempting to get into her van to head to Chelsea's apartment. And you see her leaning up against this pole, and then the doors open to the car, and she tries to get in, and she can't. She kind of takes a stumble, and people have to help her into the car, and that's the last we see. Um, until, well, actually, before that, we did see video of her leaving Chelsea's apartment looking fine. And then this video comes fine out fuck. of her looking, yeah. And then of this video of her not getting into the car, and this just set off tons of media coverage over the, the the following few days. Even today, I mean, you watch, you see this video playing on loop because it is pretty scary. I mean, you, you, it's clear she's leaning up against this pole to maintain her balance until the car is ready. Then she tries to step off, step off it, and she clearly can't do it on her own. It looks like she may hit hit the ground. At least her knees may hit the ground. And now there's these questions again about Hillary's health because they ended up keeping the secret. Turns out she had she has pneumonia and she's currently recovering and she's going to be back on the trail Thursday. What do we make of this? My first thought when I saw the video, frankly, was thank God she didn't actually pass out in front of the crowd. Yeah, because it was clearly it was clearly a very close call. If she needs help getting into the vehicle, you know, five minutes later. I mean, she was she was obviously minutes away from blacking mm-hmm. out. I mean, how terrible would that have been to watch Hillary Clinton? The video of Hillary Clinton passing out on stage at a 9-11 memorial. I mean, that that would have been a hundred times as awful as this. So my first thought was kind of like, you know, good on her for at least knowing <laughs> when, you know, the lights were about to go out. 
Because you don't always, you can't always tell. You can't always tell when that's going to come. Like I, I passed out once uh, from from overheating, and I didn't. That shit came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Does this hurt her? I don't know. I, I oh we haven't even had them debate yet. Mm-hmm. And like sh- this is, I mean, if it's true that she has pneumonia, which it's true. I yeah, it's true. Um, I don't, I don't, it should not hurt her. I think that's the, I think that's the thing that we have to think about is that she has an illness that everybody gets. Even, even us, we get pneumonia. Yeah. And it's something that. Who among us has pneumonia? I don't know. (laughs) Definitely not me. Not me. Not going to faint. Oh, okay. Very definitive. I won't. I, uh, I do think though, she should have taken it easy she shouldn't had to have uh uh, shown up for like a 9-11 or anything outside any ceremony like trump did yeah that's that's part of the problem is that so the doctor diagnosed her with pneumonia on friday she decided she's going to keep going and by the way as a lot of people have said it's it's really cool to see it's actually you know the story here is woman gets sick decides to keep working anyway like that's cool good for her on the other hand, this definitely caught up with her, and she definitely needed the rest, and now she is getting that rest. I don't think this sickness is anything to be concerned about. Um, like, we shouldn't be saying to ourselves, oh my god, she's not fit to be president. That's clearly not the case. People get sick. No. It happens. But no. optics-wise, this does not look good, seeing her collapse like that and seeing this video over and over again. This does nothing but help Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it's definitely not good optics, but part of me isn't super worried about it just because it is clear why she's sick. I mean, the video is not great, but I feel like give it another week and the news cycle is going to be about something else that her mm-hmm. campaign has done. You know, they're just always looking for some kind of gaffe out of the Clinton campaign. Yeah. So I'm just not convinced that this is going to be the undoing of her campaign at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think that it's a pretty ridiculous double standard and it's going to be something that we actually talk about in after dark today. Um, the number mm-hmm. of presidents that we've had who have had debilitating illnesses while in office, nobody gave a fuck, but Hillary Clinton can't have pneumonia while she's on the campaign trail. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. I think all it's going to do, I agree with Laura, I don't think it's going to be the be-all, end-all of the Clinton campaign. I think, in fact, you know, if we take a step back from this for a moment and look at the big picture, the fact that the biggest news story out of the Clinton campaign is that she has pneumonia, um, whereas the biggest stories that come out of the Trump campaign are that he has ties to Vladimir Putin, he's lying habitually about his own life, He's violated immigration and labor laws, and he's an idiot and a racist. What does that tell you? I mean, if this is the biggest controversy that comes out of the Clinton campaign or emails and pneumonia, it's sad to me. I think I think on one hand, that, that means that she's very strongly positioned because her opponent is such a clear idiot. But it's sad to me that it that the news covers this with as much intensity and vitriol and analysis as as they cover donald trump and and his shortcomings Mm -hmm. they're not nearly the same thing having pneumonia isn't nearly the same thing as i mean he just gave did you guys even hear about this donald trump just gave an interview 
I think it was with George Stephanopoulos. And he was talking about international law, international trade. And he was talking about the TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership. And he said that it was a terrible deal because it gave China more power. Now, let's be clear. There are 22 members of the TPP. China isn't one of them. <laughs> China is not part of the TPP trade deal. They're uh, not. Potato, potato, potato. But potato, potato. And did any, in, in seriousness, I want to ask you guys, did you even hear about that? Did you, did you, that come up on your radar in the media? No, but he said that before. And what really pisses me off is he says shit like that all the time and nobody fucking checks him on it. You know what I mean? Right. Like mm-hmm. people in the media just let him say whatever the fuck he wants without fact checking him. And it blows my mind. Yeah, I, I agree. That's that's my point is that we've heard so much about Hillary Clinton having pneumonia that 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 we are categorically ignoring the massive. These aren't just gaffes. It's not like Trump came out and said something accidentally. As Laura just pointed out multiple times, he has mistaken China as a member of the TPP trade deal. And that's just not true. He doesn't have a base level knowledge of much of anything, frankly, but particularly as commander in chief, you would expect somebody to understand international law, international norms. And that, that isn't even making headlines. That's what bothers me. Yeah. I think one reason it's been covered so, so intensely is because of that video. If that video hadn't gotten out, this would have been a very different story. Yeah, but people were already speculating before the video came out because the whole Hillary's health thing has been, kind of an ongoing topic um it's 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 a fire that trump has been fueling um because you know we know his health is stupendous according to oh yeah he's an amazing doctor that's right he has the best health (laughs) huge probably the best candidate of all time so trump and hillary speaking that are supposed to be releasing more detailed health reports this week so we'll see what comes out of that Mm mm-hmm but let's jump back to the basketball of deplorables comment one second. We want to play a game here. Okay. Yeah. So I want, I'm curious. I want somebody on the panel to, I want us to cover dumpster fire news. And I want somebody to speak for the Trump campaign. I just think it would be interesting to see how would the Donald Trump campaign spin literally everything that happens uh, in in the news cycle. So I thought that one of us should volunteer as tribute, pretend to be a spokesperson for Donald Trump. And every you're not allowed to speak during this segment, during Dumpster Fire, you're not allowed to speak unless you're spinning it in favor of Donald Trump. Fun, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, vol- I volunteer uh, yeah. as tribute. Laura? Okay. 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 <laughs> cool. All right. Well, good luck. Mm-hmm. God be with you. And also with you. <laughs> um so where do we leave off then where do we leave off the basket full of deplorables yeah i well i want to see you i want to see you take on basket full of deplorables like what would your first statement be about this comment from hillary let's say it just happened and an hour later you're at a press conference you're ready to issue a statement about it are you talking to me yeah. specifically yeah okay i thought you were talking to me lisa oh no all right he doesn't talk to me very much. <laughs> um, so yeah. By the way, I'm Mary Catherine. I think y'all have met me before. Hi, Mary. Oh, um, oh, Mary. I 
I am your official Trump spokesperson or spokes. I think spokesperson is the PC term nowadays because we're apparently not allowed to talk about gender. Um, I think that it is absolutely deplorable. That, Deplor- that, <laughs> deplorable. That, Sorry, Mary. That, that she would even call us that. Um, you know, I, I've seen a few members of, of, of the Trump team running around carrying those deplorable lives matter signs. And uh, I have to agree, you can't write off 50% of the country. Just because we're deplorable, I don't even know what that means, to be honest with you. It's deplorable, ma'am. It's, 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 it's a compliment. Just, it's, it's a lot of syllables. And hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. I just think it's, it's, it's real, it's just shameful, as Donald Trump would say, absolutely shameful. He would well, never talk that way about her supporters. But I, I think he has. And when? Um, in the past. Okay, like, but when? That was, um, that was about as specific as Trump usually gets. So. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> are that's you, fair. Are you calling me a liar? I'm sorry. Yeah, Mary, are you calling me a liar? Well, absolutely. Then, well, that is not the kind of thing I would like to have for a president and his administration. I would not like his staff calling the American people liars. Mm. Well, I'm not calling the American people liars. I'm calling you a liar. Well, so, I am white. Ladies, ladies, let's let's move on. We'll see what Trump <laughs> spokesperson. What did what's your name, Mary? Mary Catherine. Mary Catherine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's been some interesting news out of Palo Alto, California. Uh, a group of data scientists, journalists, and Silicon Valley entrepreneurs are seeking to upend the reporting tradition in voting on Election Day, providing detailed proje- projections of who is winning at any given time on Election Day in key swing states and updating the information in real time from dawn to dusk. So in other words, whereas the networks, news news outlets on Twitter, etc., have always withheld this information... This information is going to be coming out throughout the day. And one of the problems with this is that we're, we're going to be able to see, get some interesting info about how, how the votes are coming in with, say, exit polls very early on. And we'll be able to see how the swing states are going. So we, we may have a good idea of who won the election by the middle of the day. And all this info from this particular company who is organizing it, they're called Votecaster. Who they're going to be doing real-time projections um, in Colorado, Florida, Nevada, New Hampshire, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. They're going to be publishing this all on Slate, the website. So Slate's going to be having a very big traffic day as we all eagerly await these results. Uh, but this is an issue because this could kind of sway. Um, this could sway how the election goes because if people start seeing the votes go one way, they may decide, oh, I'm not going to bother turning out because it looks like Hillary's winning in Pennsylvania, so why should I go bother voting as a Trump supporter? Stuff like that. Um, I have to say, so I love this for two reasons, and I hate it for a third reason. <laughs> um, do you, do y'all want me to start with the reason I hate it or the reasons that I love it? Wh- whichever one makes the most sense. 
Okay. So the first, the, the reason that I hate it is because of Slate. I just don't understand how you can post something that is supposed to be um, unbiased reporting data on such a liberal slanted website. I think that's pretty disgraceful. Having said that, um, I, a couple of things that I really love about this one, Donald Trump does much better in online polling. And this is because people are too ashamed to talk about their support of Trump. So online reporting just tends to be a lot more reliable, um, which will be great there. The second reason is because most of our, our demographics are people in the 50 and up crowd. And to be perfectly honest with you, these aren't people who use their smartphones. They're not going to be looking at these polls. So they won't be discouraged from going to the polls based on the information that they're seeing there. I, I, this does, this does bother me a little bit. I understand that, you know, it's, it's the times and we're all moving in this sort of like real time direction, but I do, I am concerned about, about it affecting voter turnout legitimately because we've seen it. You've seen this same sort of expectations game affect voter turnout in past presidential elections. It's sort of known to do that in swing states like Pennsylvania, for example, um, it's very common to have like, you know, one side of, of the state, like they're, they'll start, they'll start reporting at different hours. So like some districts will start reporting around seven, 8 PM and others not until like midnight, but the ones who report early, it's very clear. You can see like the turnouts dramatically different there than it is in the ones that report later. And that's because people still feel like they have a voice. They have a chance to impact the election. Um, and then later on it gets people feel less, like that's less mm -hmm. true. So why, mm -hmm. why even try? Why even show up? It's already been decided. But it's a self fulfilling prophecy. So I yeah. definitely worry about about this. The way that the internet and how everyone is connected through the internet is going, this is going to be a feature that's going to happen eventually, anyways. I see what you're like, saying. Yeah, it's in. It's inevitable. It's inevitable that yeah. this will be a way. I think for you mean in, in debitable. Well, uh, absolutely. Kelly, Michelle, whatever your name is, um, let's move on to one more story. Beyonce. I'm really tired of being discriminated against. So, so <laughs> Hillary is sick, as we know. And by the way, what's your thought on that, Kelly? I, my name is Mary Catherine. I keep calling you Kelly because Trump's actual girl is kelly and conway but go ahead well, what Sorry. you have to what you have to understand is, is i'm just i'm just a representative of the local fox affiliate um so <laughs> i'm not really i'm not really that high up in the campaign i'm actually not even part of the campaign but oh. don't don't tell them um but what i think this reflects is that look i'll be i'll be totally upfront with you pneumonia in and of itself is not a big deal however it's probably reflective of an overall health condition that she's got going on that she's not telling us about. Normal people don't look like they're having seizures when they've got pneumonia. Y'all saw that video. That's true. I saw the video many times. She didn't just faint. I mean, she like, was like shaking. So, so you're saying she's... Mexican jumping beans. She's crazy. <laughs> she's unqualified to be president because these things could happen again. If she were to be pres. 
Absolutely. If she has some kind of neurological condition, do you really want her to have access to the nuclear codes? No, she could yes. actually then she can accidentally slip and, and hit the button. You're absolutely exactly. right. Exactly. Well, then that's why she has those fallen and I can't get up buttons. Yeah, life alert. Yeah, but she probably can't tell the difference between them. Oh, well, okay. Now, you, now, now you're assuming. Now you're assuming. She well, probably hey, does. She didn't. She didn't know the difference between classified and uh, what's that other word? Unclassified. Public. No, it's another. It's another c word. Not cunt, but. Um, <laughs> there aren't many c words. You know, classified but... and confidential. She didn't know oh. the difference between those. So why would she know the difference between her laugh alert buttons and and the the big red button? You know, well, it's probably the same as how Trump can't tell the difference between face lotion and Cheeto powder. <laughs> do you think she knows the word cunt do you think that's in her vocabulary who hillary yeah i think she's heard it a lot <laughs> <laughs> from you well not, not just from me okay let's we have one more story here in dumpster fire <laughs> uh so hillary is Hillary is sick, and Obama is starting to campaign for her today. So the timing actually works out kind of nicely. If she's going to be sick, now's the week to do so. So Obama did a rally, ho- held a rally in Philly today, and right in front of the art museum, famous for Rocky. And he had this great. The whole speech I hear was brilliant. Elisa, did you watch it? Yes, I did. Oh my god, his take. So he focused a lot, I think, on. Putin and his relationship, his very bizarre relationship with Donald Trump, which is like the first time that I've heard any surrogate for Hillary Clinton actually, you know, tackle that issue head on the same way that Obama did. I was fucking loving it. Cool. Yeah, I want to watch this whole thing because I keep hearing stuff like that. There's this one great moment, though, I watched and we just have to play it. Uh, Obama kind of pats himself on the back and it's just brilliant. Let's face it, Republicans don't like to hear good news right now. But, but it's important just to, to understand this is a big deal. More Americans are working. More have health insurance. Incomes are rising. Poverty is falling. And gas, gas is $2 a gallon. I didn't even... I, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you heard, but somebody yelled the gas thing as a reminder to him, and That's he didn't have great. that in his script. And he's right. I mean, Republicans—they were. They, remember Newt's campaign in 2012? I get or no, 28, 2008. 250 gas. 250 gas. Now it's well below two dot 250. Anyway, yes. thanks, Obama. This is the kind so, of this is the kind of self-serving rhetoric that really just drives me nuts about Obama. Um, first of all, the president has little to nothing to do with gas prices. Uh-huh. Which I is agree. something... Yeah, so... To well, that's any, Newt Gingrich. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think anybody on either side of the aisle who's doing that is being real disingenuous. How um, do you feel about Obama speaking of himself in the third person? Um, I mean... I, I don't know what it's like to be a Muslim socialist. <laughs> so, well, the reason I ask is because Trump does that a lot. So I was curious if the Trump campaign would have any response to Obama saying thanks, Obama. 
Well, you know, I think Donald Trump has built a legacy that is more befitting of speaking of himself that way. Hmm. You know, he's an icon. You go anywhere in the world and you'll see the Trump name stamped across some building. Yeah, true. Where where are you going to see Obama? (laughs) In fucking in Libya? I don't know. Where do you see Bush? (laughs) Oh, oh. Some of these women see see Bush. (laughs) Yeah, I I would say uh, a lot of women see that, Matt. Well... Uh, I, what's your I got name nothing. again? Carla something. Mary other. Catherine Gallagher. Yeah, Mary, yeah. Mary mm-hmm. Matilda, whatever. Thank you for yeah. coming on our show. But of uh, course, in- um, it, as as disconcerting as it was to be surrounded by a bunch of liberals, um, homosexual like, liberals. Uh, yeah. Not- oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> homosexual oh, atheist you're, liberals you're in it. Well, yeah, you're uh, going to hell. as your candidate would <laughs> say, Miss Matilda, you're fired. Thank you for joining us. Goodbye. All Thank right. You. See you next time. Thank you. God bless. God bless. God bless. <laughs> you're going to hell. <laughs> <sighs> oh, God. That was hysterical. Let's move on to some other news now. Elisa, enlighten us. What's happening in the world this week? Well, I can tell you what's happening uh, in North Dakota. This shit is is real, guys. Um, the Dakota Access Pipeline. Now, we've heard a little bit about this here and there in the news, but I feel like no one's really covering it comprehensively. It is basically, the pipeline is a 1,100-mile is a pipeline that would connect the Bakken Shale up in North Dakota all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. So it would be it would be basically directing crude oil to and to and from. It's costs it costs three point seven billion dollars, and it's been in the news because there's been a lot of protests and most recently, unfortunately, even a bit of violence breaking out over this. The reason is because um, the Native American tribe, and I I really don't know how to pronounce this last word, Standing Rock Sioux, I think that's how you say it. Um, Why not? Uh, Standing Rock Sioux is is the is the Native American tribe that lives up there, and they're saying that the pipeline is going to pass through an ancient sacred burial ground. And in addition to that, they weren't even consulted about it, and that maybe the Army Corps of Engineers, which is the group that that uh, certified the pipeline, that that um, gave it the green light to be built. The Army Corps of Engineers might have known about the burial ground and that this was going to disrupt that if they had thought to consult the Native American tribe first, but they didn't. In addition to that, they're also concerned that it's going to contaminate their only water source because it passes within a half mile of the only clean water source for like 100 miles. And so they're concerned the smallest little leak happens. Now this Native American tribe doesn't have water. Thousands of people are camped out. Uh, last count, it was a little over 3,000. Many of them are from the um, Standing Rock Sioux tribe, but others have joined. A couple of locals, members of other tribes. There's a lot of Cherokee that have flown up there just to be part of these protests and to stand in solidarity with their Native American brothers. Um, the tribe has petitioned courts to stop the pipeline now. They went, to, they went through the court system, and that didn't work out. The court denied their appeal. 
And right after that was denied, though, the Obama administration stepped in to temporarily block the construction of the pipeline on federal land and has written the company a letter asking them to just stop construction altogether until they can figure this out. The company, for its part, has responded saying that they're happy to meet with Obama administration officials, but that they are committed to building this pipeline anyway. Now, that's what's been happening for the past few weeks. But last week, about four or five days ago, violence actually broke out. Thankfully, no one was seriously injured. But protesters say that the violence broke out because the company started digging into the sacred burial site. The company says that, no, the protesters and Native Americans started the violence when they tore down their fence. And the pipeline company has since hired private security, um, complete with dogs, <laughs> who have reportedly, yeah, we're talking like German shepherds, like, you know, and the whole nine yards. The company wow. has now hired private security with dogs, and the dogs have bit a few of the protesters and sent them to the hospital. So it's oh. really um, it's it's a really tumultuous situation right now. We're not exactly sure how it's going to play out, but thousands of protesters still up there trying to stop this from happening. So it's just like history repeating itself, you know, like the white man coming in and being like, "This is mine now." Yeah, I'm going to take this. Yeah, that is mm -hmm. sad. That's what I hate about it. It's, it's so fucked up. Can we just build around it? Can we can we send the pipe elsewhere? Like, why does it have to be through this burial ground? And and this may be a dumb question, but is this an un is this all above ground? This eleven hundred miles, or is this no? It's below. It's below ground, and so they have to tear up the ground in order to build it. So I mean, we're I mean to put it to put it in terms that you know that that white people might understand. Imagine. Imagine tearing up a cemetery where your whole family is buried right. so that you can build an oil pipeline. Right. It's mm -hmm. the exact same thing, except in this case, probably even a little worse since we've been doing it to Native Americans for hundreds of years. Um, <laughs> yeah. And not just once. Now, speaking of that, Andrew, that's a good question. So I want to read this excerpt. The Atlantic has a really interesting article on this. I want to read this excerpt from The Atlantic because I think it's really important information. They say... These newly discovered burial grounds may no longer exist. The tribe and its legal team say that less than 24 hours after evidence of the new sacred sites were provided to the court, the Dakota Access Company began construction on those same exact sites, probably destroying them forever. Oh, Dakota no. Access and the Army Corps of Engineers did not respond to a request for comment. The case is especially egregious because the Standing Rock Sioux were seeking an injunction to halt the construction, et cetera, et cetera. So basically, while the Native American tribe was in court presenting evidence saying, listen, no, our burial site is here, that the night after they presented the evidence, the Dakota Access Company went in and tore the site up before the court had a chance to rule because they were nervous the court was going to rule against the pipeline. And so if they had already started the process, then, you know, you can't turn that back. Okay. Oh, Jesus. So, Elisa, I have a question. I mean, if for those of us who aren't able to board a flight and go stand in solidarity, what can we do? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I think 
number one, I know that sounds very, this sounds cheesy, but I think number one, share this with people, um, share it on social media, talk about it. Because I, I think that we've been hearing snippets of it here and there, but I think that the election is completely overshadowing what would otherwise be huge news. And that's not okay. And so what we can do is we can be talking about this in the public eye. We can be sharing it with friends and family because I think the more this is in the public eye, the the, the greater the chances that something will be will happen here. Um, I would also recommend I would also recommend um, writing to to the Obama administration, telling them you know that you expect them to to not allow construction on federal land. We can't control what happens on on private land, but federal land and more importantly, Native American land um, is completely outside of the company's jurisdiction. So we can write to officials. The Obama administration has complete jurisdiction over the federal property here. Write to them, say, don't make this injunction temporary. Permanently ban construction of this pipeline on federal grounds. Uh, so the more outpouring that that they get, that that's something that Americans support, the likelier it is to happen. And Matt, I believe you have a story for us today. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so North Korea has actually been in the news uh, for a number of stories, but uh, the one that I wanted to talk about was um, this new ban that they're having in the country. So. North Korea has forbidden people from making sarcastic comments about Kim Jong-un. The residents of the country have been warned against criticizing the state in a series of mass meetings held by functionaries across the country. Um, the officials told people that sarcastic expressions such as, quote, this is all America's fault, would constitute unacceptable criticism of the regime. Uh, there have been reports recently about an increase in public acts of dissent in the country and also graffiti mocking the government and its leader as well. I, yeah, I mean, let's be clear. North Korea has literal death camps a la Germany 1938. I mean, that's that's the kind of regime with which we're dealing here. But I think what concerns me more about North Korea right now is probably the the missile situation. Um, they recently, you know, they were successful in launching, um, a missile, which previously they haven't done. They haven't been successful in the past. Um, and now the concern is that they're going to be able to further <laughs> that technology and they're going to be able to miniaturize it. And for anyone who isn't aware, that's really when we have to start going, oh shit, is when North Korea or any other country for that matter is able to miniaturize that technology because then you can put it on a nuclear warhead. Then you can send it around the world and not just down the street. Like right now, North Korea is just bombing themselves because all they're doing you know, are tests. But they've pretty much got everything other than the miniaturization part down. Once that happens, they'll be able to launch those missiles on a nuclear level, further and further away. And that's why I think they've been in the news more recently, um, because everyone's scared shitless over that. We are the world. <laughs> we, we are, are the children. We should be scared. Do you guys I, remember that video? No. We are yeah, the ones that make a brighter day. Um, I think we should be scared, because this... Part of me is like, it's scary, but then part of me is like, 
are they really going to get their acts together and put something together like this? I can't really see it, but I guess we shouldn't be ignorant when we're talking about mm-hmm. such serious weaponry. <laughs> well, you said earlier, Andrew, though, is that, you know, they're just trying to get attention. That's actually entirely true. I mean, the game that North Korea has always played is brinksmanship. Yeah. And this is like an actual, like an, an international policy. This is like an actual literal game that 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 uh, countries have been known to play where you push your nemeses literally to the brink um, with fear until they give you what you're looking for and in North Korea's case it's mostly food it's mostly aid I mean they're in dire straits their people are starving and so to some extent you're right a lot of this is about getting the world's attention because they want fucking food they can't feed themselves and so they do things like this uh, they threaten with 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 weapons and new technology and with nuclear missiles because they know that it gets it does get our attention and is going to get them aid. My concern is not even necessarily North Korea. It's more the fact that this violates international norm because mm-hmm. everyone has sort of accepted that we have nuclear powers in the world. Everyone's sort of accepted that the U.S. has nukes and that France has nukes and even you know Russia. Everyone's sort of at peace with that because it's been the status quo for so long. But once you get a new player on the field, everyone's going to want one now. And so, because now, you know, imagine if you're, imagine if you're a different country, you're sitting there thinking, oh, okay, well, these other countries have always had one, but now this new guy has one. Well, I want one too, because I'm scared shitless of North Korea. And so my concern is that this is going to start some kind of, you know, Cold War-esque kind of um, uh, dynamic where everybody starts wanting more missile technology now in an attempt to to protect themselves from North Korea and yeah. just keep one-upping ourselves. Yeah. Uh, can we, like, can we, like, I know we can't bomb North Korea because we'd hit South Korea. Oh, and all those innocent people in North Korea. But can we, like... Oh, yeah. Can we like target bomb, like target one to Kim Jong Un? Is that possible yet? So the U.S. the U.S. has done stuff like that in the past, and it usually doesn't work out very well for us. Yeah, it took us a while to get um, Osama bin Laden. Yeah, but okay, fine. I want to hear Trump's plan to knock out Kim Jong Un. He's gonna flatten him with a. Um, I want to hear. He's he's a great leader. And I have a lot of respect for him. <laughs> so great, great relationship. But I, but I know in, how to in, talk to him. Me and the Korans. Look at that Koran. That's my Korean over there. Look at my Korea. <laughs> great relationship. Many I people tell you, are. Folks. I hear many people are saying that. Uh, he actually isn't that bad. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying it. Many people are. Yeah, yeah. Many people are saying he doesn't have a butthole. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I one. hope not. All right, that is this week's episode. I just one more time want to plug the new Patreon feature. Please do sign up, get your own RSS feed. You can easily listen to After Dark, Hashing It Out, and any other audio content we may release. Um, if you do want to sign up for Patreon, we would love that. It goes to supporting this podcast we do every week. For $5 a month, you can get After Dark, Hashing It Out, access to our Google Docs, 
and also bonus audio content when we are off on select weeks you mm-hmm. know winter summer as well as elisa's butt plug story yay yes that is coming yes. up i'm bracing my butthole for whatever the hell is in store during that mine's always right yeah <laughs> what's our outro music this week elisa so this is this is nelly and i think this is we have to get on like the save nelly hashtag bandwagon because if you guys haven't heard uh he owes two million dollars to the irs in taxes and it's hysterical. Everyone's like trying to to get him out of debt by streaming his music and buying his music, um, and it's become like a huge deal on social media. Hashtag Save Nelly. So I'm all about it. I mean, I every middle school dance I ever went to, he was the star. So absolutely, let's Save Nelly. All right. Save what Nelly. about does Saint that mean Laura? He'll, does that mean he'll make more music though? I don't Hopefully. know. Hopefully. Okay. Hopefully. So no. let's listen to Hot and Her. That's I th- that's the classic, I think. Oh, Hot and Her. Yes. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Andrew. I'm Elisa. I'm Laura. And I'm Matt. See everybody next week for 2.35. Goodbye. Bye. So hot. Bye. So hot. See ya. Oh.